Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hello, Ute fans. Welcome into the Crimson Corner Podcast. It's powered by kslsports.com. I'm your host, Trevor Allen. I've got a really special guest coming up on the podcast today. We'll catch up with former Utah cornerback Ryan Lacey. As you all know, on Twitter, when the Morgan Scowie news broke, he uh, put out his thoughts about an incident that happened between he and Morgan Scowie in 2008. And now that Morgan Scowie has been reinstated with the program, Ryan Lacey has been getting threats over this whole story. So I caught up with former Utah cornerback Ryan Lacey. All right, time to catch up with a guy who I wish it was in a better way, but obviously with what he's going through right now, I kind of wanted to get his side of the story and give him the platform to tell his side of the story of what's been going on surrounding Morgan Scally. We catch up with former Utah cornerback Ryan Lacey. Ryan, how are you, man? I'm doing great, doing well. Um, I wish that we you know, could have met on better terms, but right now you know, I'm doing the best I can with you know, what's being presented. I kind of want to go all the way back to the start, and and that was when Morgan Scally was they uh, found out the uh, university did that Morgan Scally sent a, a text message back in a 2013 to a, a possible prospect that had a, a racial slur in it, and right. that was what kind of led to this whole thing. He, he was put on leave and all that stuff, and then uh-huh. players started speaking out. Former players did about some of the some of the things that have happened while at Utah football. And you sent out a, a tweet about a name that Morgan Scally called you when you were a freshman in 2008. Is that right? Correct. Walk me through what happened with that and then what kind of led to you telling your story now. Um, you know, when I saw the original article of, of Coach Scally's allegations from the other family, you know, I looked into it and there was a tweet on the article that, you know, there was kind of discussing what happened. So I don't, I rarely go on Twitter, but I have the app on my phone. So I typed on the tweet and it took me to Twitter. And, you know, now I'm in the Twitter world reading everything uh, regarding the situation. And then uh, Coach Kelly had posted something regarding George Floyd and uh, the family that, uh, you know, got the text message from him. Um, decided to reply to that. And they were highly upset about him posting something like that after the allegation that were brought to him. So after he, you know, I was reading through and I, I saw a lot of backlash coming to the family and a lot of, you know, exposed the text, you're, you're lying. And so at that point, you know, I felt like I, I'm going to speak my truth of what happened to me. And, you know, I rarely tweet and I'm rarely on social media, but after reading that, I was just, I was kind of disappointed in the Utah fan base. So, you know, as Twitter world, there's a lot of trolls out there, but there's a lot of people that were, uh, you know, of of importance that were actually replying. So when I put my tweet out there, 
I had no idea it was, you know, anyone was going to see it. It was just my truth. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to let this family uh, be a victim of that. And if I was a victim too, and, you know, and my family was aware. So, um, you know, I'm something that I've dealt with. But after I sent that text message, it kind of took off from there. I wasn't expecting any type of uh, attention or I didn't even know people was, were going to see it, to be honest. It was just something I, I thought maybe I would get a, uh, maybe a couple of retweets, a couple of likes or something like that. Maybe I knew it was going to get a, a couple of replies, but not to the, the uh, pedigree of what, what happened. Walk us through what happened. I mean, you obviously talked about why you came out with it, but what happened? You know, it sounds like there was something that happened during practice while you were playing at the U. Yes, it, it was. And, you know, there's a lot of locker room mentality. And, and that word is used loosely, you know, with music and everything going on. And, you know, being at practice and, you know, having a coach come by you and say, that word in a joking manner, but it, I, it wasn't really a joking manner to me. And the two other players that I was with, it wasn't a joke to them. After he did say um, the word uh, to us, you know, um, I'm not going to repeat it verbatim, but he said the word and me and the other players had looked at each other in a sense of, does he talk to you like that? Or is this something that it was a joke that you guys have going with each other and me being young, I didn't, I, I didn't know. So we kind of just brushed it over and, 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 you know, and I held on to that from that day and I just kind of lost the, a respect for the man after that, you know, and, and I just kind of looked at him different, but not in a sense to where like I hated him, but it was just kind of a different level of respect I had for him. And so when I held on to that, um, for the years. And then when I finally had the, the platform to approach him, it took a lot out of me to, to do it. I was afraid to do it, but you know, I approached him uh, when I felt like I was ready to approach him. When you did approach him, what was Morgan's reaction to it? Um, it, 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 initially we were in a, um, kind of a team building activity where he couldn't say anything, uh, initially, you know, we were, we were doing a team building, uh, exercise where you sit in the chair and, you know, people, you know, tell you about yourself, what you can work on and you can't reply. But after the thing was over, he, we, he did pull me to the side and had a brief discussion about it. Um, it, there was an apology there but I didn't feel like it was sincere because it was followed by more of like an excuse of, you know, I wish you would have came to me before. This is what, you know, how I talked to my teammates. And, and it was, that's the kind of stance he took. It was an apology more followed by an excuse to me. So, I mean, but during that time, I, I, it was an apology and it was over for me, you know? So, it, you know, we came back home and it was never discussed again. We never talked about it again. It was something that we brushed under until now 2020 when, you know, there's more allegations coming up regarding it. You and Morgan haven't probably talked or even at least talked about this since you've left Utah and, until now, right? We haven't even talked yet. I, last time I talked to him was when I did approach him. But during this time, you know, with the investigation and everything, I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's a lot going on. But we have not uh, had a conversation since, you know, said allegations. They had talked about him coming back to the program after looking into this matter, you've obviously been interviewed by the firm who uh, spearheaded this, right. um, you know, told them what happened. But then when they sent out the report, it said that Morgan denied your allegation. Yeah. Um, what was your initial reaction when you read that? I, I, I was, I was upset. 
and I, I felt like it was just a slap in my face to the truth, you know, and I have, I have nothing to gain by speaking my truth. And I, you know, as a single father now, and, you know, I'm using a degree that I was blessed to get from the University of Utah and working, I had nothing to gain from speaking my truth and being denied. I just felt like it was a flat slap in my face. Like, and, and, and just to me, it's like, if that happens, he can do it again. And all he has to do is deny it. And then it's going to be swept under the rug. But I had no reason to, to get on the social media platform to lie to anybody. And, and I, I was upset, you know, because I, I wear all my Utah gear with pride. I wear my ring with honor and, and I support the university. And, you know, and, and I just felt, I felt it was a slap in my face, not only to me, but to any other minority that steps on that campus and has to play under him. When uh, you read that, obviously you end up going through interviews. How many times did they talk to you? Did that firm talk to you? Uh, we talked on two separate occasions, both around, uh, first one around an hour, second one around, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes, just to kind of, uh, clarify my, my statements. And then you also told them about who was around or players you uh, talked about when he used that word when you were a freshman. Yes. Yes. And, and did, did they interview them? Um, that I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not I, I'm not a 100% on who they interviewed. You know, I gave them the contact information that I have for the players that, you know, I could, you know, give them. But I'm not sure if they actually interviewed the the, uh, the players that I, I mentioned. Were you pleased that, you know, Morgan was still going to stay with the team? And that has that mindset changed now since you found out that he denied the uh, allegations? Um, no, I, I feel like his consequences are fair. And, you know, and, and I never wanted him to lose his career in this, at all, you know, because we all make mistakes. And I've been a player there, and I've had my fair share of mistakes. And, and you know, I've, I've gotten over him. But after the denial, it did not change at all how I felt about, you know, him being a coach. Because at the end of the day, you know, it, it, I would rather want to have the discussion with him personally and and that's something that I would want for myself and my family because my family is, is is really upset about this as well because my you know my mother knew about me confronting him and and you know and I would have no reason to call my mom uh in college to let her know that and you know and so she was expecting a little bit more of a um uh you know not a denial in other words I wasn't expecting the denial but I just kind of felt like uh, it's, you know, it was a slap in my face, like I said before. And, you know, I never wanted him to lose his job, but I just, I just kind of lost respect for him. You know, I, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm moved on in my life and, you know, I'm doing what, you know, I can't do for myself and my family. Um, but not at all did I, I, you know, I'm glad that, you know, he's back with this team and he can do what he loves to do. But the denial is something that I think is more between me and Scully than it is between, you know, his job and the university. Something you mentioned on Twitter was that you have, have been getting threats. Did it kind of die down after they were looking into this matter with Morgan Scally and then did it kick back up after they uh, chose to bring him back? Um, uh, well, no. I mean, when I initially sent that text out, my phone was blowing up with, with all type of uh, – I had a lot, a lot more – um, supporting text and, and messages uh, on my phone than I did negative, but I did have a fair share of negativity, not to the caliber of what I received uh, recently that I posted. And, and that was on Monday. So, and, you know, we didn't find out till yesterday. Yeah. I didn't find out till yesterday. So, and that was Monday morning. This is at four o'clock in the morning. I received that text. 
And I woke up to the text and I read the text and, you know, I screenshotted it and sent it back to the investigators. And, you know, they told me that they would be in contact with the university. And I really didn't hear anything from the university, but I decided to post that so they know that what I'm going through and what I was, you know, was presented to me. And, you know, at first I, I didn't know how to take it, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I was pretty sure it was a troll or someone playing around or, you know, but then, you know, my mother's like, but what if it's not? So then I'm, it, you know, it got a little serious to me to where like, that's not okay. And, and, and I'm like, it was hurtful, but you know, I, I've, I've seen, I've been a victim of people just, you know, spamming, calling and playing around and prank calling stuff like that. And that's the kind of stance that I took that it was, but you know, my mother's address was exposed in that text message and that, you know, put it over the top for me that, you know, someone has to see this. Did you talk to the police about this at all? Yes. I I was contacted by, um, uh, university police. We had a brief discussion about it and, you know, um, it's it's we're working to getting it resolved or you know trying to figure out what we can do about the situation you know but right now it's it's early stages we only talk briefly and uh, you know we're going to figure it out you uh sent out that snapshot something that, that happened later on today was that uh mark harlan and also the university of utah tweeted out how they will not tolerate that and that they you know stand behind you what were yeah. your thoughts when you when, when you saw those it, tweets come across it, your, that, 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 I, 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 that's amazing you know, and I'm happy that, you know, they, they, they are standing with me and behind me because, you know, through all this, you know, the past couple of weeks has just been pretty crazy kind of, you know, going from, you know, working every day and barely looking at your phone to now being on, you know, major platforms. This is nothing that I ever wanted to happen, period. So it's been pretty crazy. And a lot of people are still calling me and emailing me and, and wanting interviews and wanting to talk about it. But I, I'm a father at the end of the day, and I don't have that much time to be on my phone. But um you know, I'm glad that they, they took the time to actually hear me, you know, uh, in the, in, this, in the beginning, I didn't feel like I was heard and I didn't feel like it was taken serious. But now that I see that, you know, they, they're tweeting about it and they're actually, uh, you know, understanding that, you know, this is serious to me and both my family and, you know, uh, you know, my son that, you know, I really appreciate them doing that. And that's something that, you know, is, is what Utah is about. And, 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 and I appreciate it. Has Kyle Whittingham talked to you at all throughout any of this? Uh, not yet. You know, I'm pretty sure he has a lot on his plate with everything going on. And, you know, I was not expecting him to immediately give me a call. But, you know, we haven't spoke uh, yet. And, uh, you know, I hopefully we can have that conversation once, you know, things uh, die down and, and, and things kind of smooth out. Uh, but, uh, you know, I definitely want to have the conversation with him. What about Morgan? Is he a guy you would be willing to talk to if he reached out or, you know, the other way around? Uh, of course, of course. Uh, I would love to have that conversation with him, you know, and I know he's going through a lot and, uh, you know, the universe is going through a lot. But one of the main things is, you know, from the very beginning, I, I would love to have that discussion. And, you know, I've, I've, I've notified the university about wanting to have a discussion with him. And, and that's something that I would definitely be open to. Moving forward, what kind of happens now? Uh, you're just kind of waiting to see what happens with, you know, having conversations with the U and as well as trying to get these threats settled. Yeah, I mean, moving forward right now, is, I'm pretty much taking it day by day. You know, I'm not expecting anything more than what, you know, is happening and what, you know, is. I was hurt. 
and that was the number one thing that you know I, 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 my allegations are serious to me and you know they are now being heard by the by the proper people and so daily is just you know I, I don't plan on you know dragging this thing out for another month you know I have you know a lot of stuff going on with you know my own life but you know I, I feel like we're moving in the right direction as far as you know um um, they're wishing out to me and, you know, having the support. I haven't had one, you know, call from the university that wasn't a supportive call. And, and that's number one thing that, you know, I really uh, uh, enjoy and I appreciate. When they looked into this matter and when you uh, found out the uh, allegations were denied, do you feel like that they looked into your side of the story enough? I don't. I mean, I, I'm sure that it was the, the text was, was, why, was why we're here. And I feel like me coming in after it wasn't really necessarily taken serious. I don't know if it was taken serious. To me, it's serious, but to them, like I read the the little snippet of my report, and out of you know a lot of players that could be interviewed, even the players that were at the leadership retreat, there were only three players in total that were uh, reported to have been interviewed. And there's a lot more people out there that that I mean, there's two different instances, but you know. The, when I approached him, there's a lot of people from there that weren't interviewed. And then from the beginning, I'm not sure who was interviewed necessarily, but from what the report says, it's some a couple of players that I, you know, went and told them to. But initially, I never told anyone. So I couldn't think of anyone else it could be besides, you know, the, the people that I've told recently. Uh, and I'm not sure if they talked to the other players that were there, um, but, um, you know. Part of it, too, the reason why they were looking into this whole matter anyway, because Morgan admitted to that text message, but mm -hmm. they were also looking to see if this was the only incident of this type of subject. And right. that was when players, not only you, but other former players have came out and gave their comments. It wasn't really a story of what happened. It was just their uh -huh. own opinions. But exactly. do you feel like in, in your conversations with them that they were really looking into the matter, but then didn't see the full results when they came out with their findings? Uh, yeah, I mean, the interview, I felt like it should have went way in depth, way more in depth. I feel like they were in a, a little bit of rush to get him back into the program rather than actually looking into the allegations. Because I would understand if, if it was one incident, but when you have multiple different allegations about one thing, you start you have to really look at is it, who are we talking to now? Are we talking to a coach that made one mistake or a coach that had, you know, is consistently making mistakes? And I read through the report and just him admitting that he it was joking about Polynesians in a racial way that was reported by an employee. And then, you know, the, the text message, that's enough right there. And people are losing their jobs for less than that right now. And, and you know, and my allegations then, you know, come out and I feel like, you know, I, I'm not sure what the, the I mean, uh, the investigation, I'm not sure what they did. I just don't feel like it was, they did enough, you know, because this has been, it, he came back way too fast. And, you know, and, and it's my issue with it is, is so with, and now he's back and other players now come out with allegations. Like, I feel like you need to do an, an in-depth investigation before you go throw him back in a sense. And, 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 you know, but I didn't feel like that was done. Are you going to take some of the proper steps to maybe see if they can look into this matter more? Or are you going to kind of just let it be what it is? Um, that's something that I, I have not decided that I wanted to do. You know, everything is, is really fresh. hasn't even been just about 24 hours. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that I'm going to have to sit and process. And, and it's something that I want to continue with. 
Um, right now, I can't answer that question, but, you know, I'm taking it day by day and, and, and we're going to figure it out. But at the end of the day, I just want to come, I just want to come out of this in a positive light and, and you know, it's over with. But, you know, being denied of my allegations is, is why I'm now speaking out again versus just, you know, I just feel like that was a slap in my face. And, and I feel like it, it, I was called an N-word again by that denial, to be honest with you. Say that Morgan Scally called you up right now and you guys were about to have a conversation. You don't have to tell me what would be said, but how do you think that a conversation would go? Would it get heated? Would it, would it be calm? Like, how do you see it playing out? Um, it, 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 I wouldn't expect anything to be hostile, you know, as you know, he's a former coach. I'm, I'm his former player and coach Whittingham has always taught us respect and, and, and how to, but I would never, even want to have a conversation that would be heated you know I would want to have a conversation from uh from going from his player to now a grown man with children that type of conversation calm and, and you know an intelligent conversation a grown man to man conversation I don't know where it would go but you know I don't have any expectations of being upset or being angry but I would love to you know have a discussion with him regarding you know what I feel is the truth and you know why I was denied maybe, but I, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I can't really answer it because, you know, until we get on the phone is when, you know, we'll really figure it out. But, you know, I have respect for, uh, for the university and, you know, my denial, I just, you know, the respect uh, is just not really too much there for him right now after that, but I would be willing to have a grown man conversation and a common tone. And, you know, I have no reason at this point age to get upset at anybody because, you know, it happened a long time ago and it's nothing that I want to make a part of, um, you know, my life now. I'm not going to make anything worse than what it already is. And I feel like having a heated discussion would be worse. I've really looked at this on Twitter, seeing, you know, comments towards you and things like that. I kind of have, you know, a little bit of a grasp. I obviously don't know everything because I don't have your account, which right. I, I don't know if I do <laughs> frankly want it, but <laughs> I mean, we all know the difference between, you know, fans of the University of Utah, fans who watched you play. Right. How do you feel they are right now? Do you, do you feel like you're, you're, you know, being attacked more by Ute fans or do you feel the love from the Ute fans? I'm feeling a lot of love from Ute fans right now. And I, I, it's, it's been uh, the same since the very beginning. I've had a lot of support from the Ute fans. I've had a lot of great messages from, from uh, you know, everyone around, even BYU fans have, have reached out to me. So I've had a lot of support and, you know, I've had the ignorant, you know, people and there's always going to be those in every bunch, yep. but, but I've had a lot more support and a lot more, you know, messages that made me feel secure because when I initially said that and it blew up, I, I was thinking, you know, I, I'm never going to be able to come to Utah again, but you know, after seeing all the support from the fans and my former player standing with me and, and, you know, it made it a lot better, a lot better process than I thought it was going to be. Well, Ryan, you've obviously carved out too much time for me and I really do appreciate it, but also stay safe. And then if there's anything I can do for you, please holler at me. Okay, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. And there you go. That was former Utah cornerback Ryan Lacey joining me here on the Crimson Corner podcast. Really appreciate his time. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Crimson Corner Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Ray Sports or at KSL Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, thanks for listening to the Crimson Corner Podcast. It's always powered by kslsports.com.
It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.